0: Again, Mr. Fox, I can hear you. Can you
1: hear me? Uh, Scotty, I'm going to start recording because I try to be professional even in these trying times. Go for it. Well, Scotty, we have uh, somewhat limited time. We have to switch around to the new short, sharp, shocked uh, edition of iDeveloper. Um, because uh, we've had to change our hours around a little bit, but we are so devoted to our fractional listeners that we feel, uh, you know, this is a social necessity, is it not? I think necessity
0: might be a strong
1: word. <laughs> I think social could also be a strong word, since it's just us.
0: I think, I, I, I think um, it would be wrong to let the annoyance stop.
1: Yes, because the, the, how would we mean to know that 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 we're still in the in the regular world? That's right. Yeah. Well, Scotty, what have you been doing to to make the world a better place?
0: Uh, I have been having discussions on how you maintain totals in a database, or do you not bother to maintain totals? So uh, MoneyWell, obviously, is a financial application, and for some reason, in a financial application, people like to see totals of things. In other words, what is the current balance of my bank account? Um, or what is the, uh, uh, you know, how much have I spent on this particular thing of a budget? Now, um, it, the easy way that always sounds like is, well, you have a bank account record. Why don't you keep the um, the current balance of the bank account in there? And um, whenever you add a transaction or change a transaction, update that. Um, that tends to be OK, but it can make syncing more difficult because you may add a transaction on one uh, device and then add a transaction on another device. Um, they both update the bank balance total. Then of course it comes to sync both ways and you get both transactions transactions across but the syncing mechanism doesn't know, um, you know which of the totals or how to calculate a total or what to do about it. So obviously the way you avoid that is to calculate totals by um, adding them up uh, whenever you need them and displaying them. Uh, However, you then have to deal with the fact, what about, we we have a, um, uh, one of the test files we use for for Moneywell has uh, just over 30,000 transactions in, which is probably bigger than most Moneywell users' files, but it's definitely not as big as some. we do know of one user has over 150,000 transactions in their MoneyWell file. Uh, but for testing purposes, 30,000 tends to give you an idea. So you know, how do you make sure that you um, get to use you know, totals calculated quickly when you have over 30,000 transactions you may be looking at? If everything's come from one bank account over the last 10 years, then you're working from a start point and going through all the transactions. Okay. It's in there. So there's no you know, definite right or wrong way to this, Um, but obviously it needs discussion. We are going for the calculate the totals um, when needed. Um, Now, one of the advantages we have by recently um, dropping core data is, although core data can do aggregates now and can do them more efficiently than it used to, you know, one issue of core data often is you end up with a Intentionally or accidentally loading everything in order to work something out. Um, because we now use SQLite directly in the background, we can produce uh, good aggregate functions uh, that work. But of course, you also need to know well, what happens if a transaction changes? Do I need to recalculate these totals or what do I need to recalculate? Now, fortunately, we're using a uh, framework called GRDB, which is a Swift wrapper over. Um, uh SQLite and it allows you to observe certain things. So with a combination of observing our transaction file for changes and um well designed indexes and some uh well designed queries, uh actually we can we can produce uh fresh set of totals for all you know, forty odd budgets and six bank accounts in our, our file, um test file with thirty thousand transactions in about 0.04 seconds so we think that's probably going to scale okay to to bigger we will try on a bigger file when we can uh, but it's been um yeah it's it's uh been a uh a discussion that you tend to have many times on many projects to find which one you should be doing
1: well i'm glad that you managed to get the, the you know these things sub second
0: that doesn't include updating the display uh that's just how long it takes to recalculate the totals um but uh they all get displayed currently or mainly in a in a source list um, which then has to reload uh but the the totals are coming back in a dictionary um and then just being formatted for the correct display Um, we have our own money type in the application for handling money and currencies um because you know believe it or not not all currencies have two decimal places some have four not many but some um so we we use a money type, but uh, uh even with the display, I think yeah you know, it 's going to be sub second refreshing and responding when you when you do changes so um, well that 's the goal, so that 's been reasonably successful. The issue i 'm now looking at, which is a little harder, is we have um the ability to show a running balance, so if you 're looking at all the transactions for a bank account uh, against the transaction will be the running balance that was the balance at the time of that transaction that is a little harder to calculate and has to be calculated for every transaction possibly on the fly so that's my next one to solve but you'll have to wait till next week to hear out how i decided to solve that one or we decided to solve that one
1: (laughs) Well wait, so Scotty, does this mean that you have like a fractional customer somewhere in Tonga or <laughs> that, that uses happily uses four decimal point precision while calculating their losses? I, I'm curious just which country uses four decimal places.
0: That is a good question. I can't remember. It it is a weird currency. It's it's uh a, it's a, a currency from it may not even be a national currency, it may be a provincial currency. I can't remember. We did have this discussion. But the moment you support multiple currencies, you really need to just do it properly. Now this isn't an issue. it basically just means we keep everything in our database as an integer. Um, we don't um, and, and then when it comes out of uh, the database, we um, convert it to a currency type with the, the appropriate decimal places. So all we need to know is which currencies do what and then the division. You know, just a matter of making sure that uh, you know, we, we put the decimal points in the right place. Um, uh, so this is more about storage than math. Um, the math is done in memory differently. Uh, so, yeah, I can't remember which ones it is, but it's, um yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, we, I couldn't even guarantee that we have a, a listener anywhere, a listener, a user anywhere that uses any of these currencies. But if you say you support multiple currencies, you need to support currencies, um, and different currencies have different different requirements. This is one of the things. Adding adding multiple currencies to any financial application. Uh, means your workload increases quite a lot certain things like we were dealing with transactions today um what if you are you you have a bank account that is a u.s dollar bank account but for some reason you buy something in euros uh, from that account but you want it to come out of a budget that you've set up in pounds you know how how do you reflect and store that data properly Uh, we won't go into all the details of that but it's uh and how do you make sure that you know the data is still valid you know in in 5 years time when you go back and look at it uh, and and if you change anything on that transaction it would it would behave in the correct way there's lots and lots and lots of underlying work that goes on here
1: I smell an opportunity here now to do some Bitcoin mining in in copies of Moneywell that get distributed under the guise of managing, you know, currency conversions using. That's really it.
0: Actually, Moneywell has been finished for about a year. We're just putting the Bitcoin mining background task in there so that we can become rich.
1: Oh, my gosh, you're so clever. Well, Scotty. No, I don't want to interrupt you. I want to let you know that. No, no, no. When, I was
0: about to ask. You, I was about to ask you what you have been doing because I'm sure. Well, I'm sure it is far more important than the scale of things. No. I mean, Netflix. Netflix must be the the most used app in the world at the moment with this isolation.
1: I don't know about that. It's certainly people are using it a lot. And it's, as it's been shown in the press, there have been requests to, you know, uh, cut back the, the usage. I think, you know, uh, it's pretty common knowledge that, that Netflix is already very efficient because we stream content that, you know, it's the same content is watched by more than a few people around the world. And so it, it it's amenable to caching. And we have the system called Open Connect, which pushes, you know, pushes the, the, the bits as close to the end users we possibly can. Possibly can, um, and so that that works well. I think what what's probably killing the internet these days, in addition to just general usage, is is all the video conferencing that's going on because, by its nature, that can't be um, uh, you know can't be cached. But. I want to, you know, uh, be the downer. I want to be Debbie Downer here and talk about my tales of woe of, of trying to do collaboration uh, when when everybody is working from home, and particularly when when people are having to slice up their schedules because they have people to take care of, whether it's kids or, or elderly parents or or you know you know mates of some sort who 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 um, may be ill in, um, already. So it's it's a bit of a challenge, and so I've been having. Uh, Video conferences for, with people who are in the back of their minivan, next to <laughs> next to their child safety seat, because that's the, the quietest place. But you know, it also just means that you have to hone your asynchronous question um, and answer game, um, because it's it's never a good idea on Slack. Here's my little etiquette tip: that when you pop in, say, "Hey, you around?" and then just like wait for them to reply. Just kind of say, "Hey, here's a question I have." You know, when, get to it when you can get to it. I'll pick it up, and it just reminds you of the old days of when you had to ask questions on mailing lists and wait patiently for a day or two. And even then, you know, when we were complaining about it back then, I'm sure our forebears were saying, well, I used to have to wait until the Wells Fargo wagon arrived with my question about how to, to do multi-currency and Swift um, using SQLite. But uh, a serious problem that I was having, and I wanted to spout off about how uh, long-running um, pull requests are the devil um, because I'm working on a project that requires changes to some non-UI code, the platform code, um, and so the, you know you have to have a, a branch for that. And, and this is kind of highly tested, sensitive code that you just can't slam, slam commits into. It has to pass through a, a you know, metric fuck ton of, of unit tests um, in order to be. Uh,
0: is that an official? An official?
1: Um, yes, MFT, measure, metric uh, fuck ton.
0: That we have to make money well support now as well.
1: Yes, you must. The, MF,
0: support. the MFT. <laughs> yeah. Okay, money well. Next release, money well. M- MFT compliance. MFT compliance.
1: <laughs> so anyway, you know, and and you know, sometimes you know, long running. Um, uh, pull requests or long running branches rather, you know, can, can can be okay. Um, but either you need to regularly merge the source branch into it um or you know f- face potential uh merge conflicts down the line. So I'm much more of the, Okay, so
0: so quick question there, sorry to keep in both when you do that, do you merge do you keep merging your base branch in or do you do
1: um, a rebase. Uh, I tend to merge base branch, and 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 you know, and and the, my uh, interlocutor saying I'd much rather rebase, and as I had to explain quietly uh, in my head, like I know how to spell Git, but I'm by no means an expert. Um, but I think the, the 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 important thing is whether you're rebasing or, or merging, you still have to to do something that you keep it up. Um, and sometimes it's a little, you know, sometimes it's, it just, it works fine. Sometimes it's a little bit more complicated. And I found some complication because uh, there came, a, there was a, a branch that was cut. Um, and then soon after that branch was cut, something was removed, um, I won't say what, but it's a library that we use and that so has its own set of interactive, you know, interconnected tangle entanglements that it's not a trivial thing under, uh, you know, you could remove it, that's fine. But then if you had um, branches that were cut off before it was removed, I was running into problems where, I, first of all, I couldn't get to build properly, build properly, I had to ask other people, and then finally that all got all worked out, and I, I kind of refer to that as sub-module ping-pong. Um, uh, so building worked, and then I'm like, great, this is fantastic. I'm dancing around. Then all of a sudden, I actually run it on the device, and I get the sorry, you know, <laughs> linked library not found, and that that just made my heart sink because sink because I I you know once you start seeing that it, it's it's you're in for a a. Um, an unfun time. And the problem is, is that if I was in the office and I could just walk down with a, you know, some some pilfered candy or some other type of, of bribe material, you could get that problem saved quickly. But, you know, the people you're trying to interact with, maybe, you know, just because you're having a crisis doesn't mean they're not having a crisis with their their two year old or their surly teenager. Um, So it took it took like two days to to kind of get it all working. And then finally, I got to the point where it builds and it runs and it gets to the point where it's supposed to do something magic and then the magic is not happening. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, and I kind of took a screenshot of the debugger and saying, hey, it's supposed to have this. It would be in this state, but it's not, you know, help, help, help. And then magically, you know, on the second time of asking it, then it's like, oh, but did you do this? And am like, uh, no, I didn't. A, I didn't know that uh, it had to be done. Um, but now I'm happy to have this bit of knowledge, and I went and did that thing, and all of a sudden started working, and I'm dancing around, everything's sunny and happy. Um, and I tell you all this, not because anybody cares, but just a reminder of a couple of things. One is that, you know, in these times, if you're working remotely, or, you know, people who have been working remotely are probably like going, yeah, welcome to our world. But in either case, a reminder that you have to get used to to asynchronous problem solving. But the second thing, too, is <laughs> crack open a document to, to to keep all these little bits of information shared and in in one place, you know, Slack is great or, or you know, group chat things are are good, but I think documents also help um, because they do, um, and I think it's easier to 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 pass around links to that and, and notes in, in one place and reference it than to expect people to go hunting and pecking either through emails or Slack messages, which are no less difficult to to, to hunt down. I think than 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 mail messages. Um, so that's my tales of woe.
0: I think first of all. Uh uh when you're in a company that is always remote people are more used to working that way and the responsiveness is a different thing i'm not saying it's as responsive as walking down the down the hall but it's um i think the the people are used to it uh i think maybe people keep their eye on their chat channels a little bit more um, maybe sometimes that's a, a problem, but I mean, people say, oh, it's always disturbing me when I get a notification, but it's no different to someone poking their head around the door of your office or being in an open plan office and hearing the joke of the day or whatever. Um, I think obviously at the moment as well, things are a little bit more, um, uh, out of line because as you say people have uh, their kids at home, which they don't necessarily normally do. Um, so it's uh, yeah we're lucky. There's there's only three of us in the company. Um, although we normally work in the same office, we now are working from home. We're on Slack all day. We do a daily stand up uh, across a uh, video chat. Uh, but really, not a lot has changed because we're there's only three of us. Therefore, if something pops up in you know our Slack channel isn't pinging all the time. So if something does ping there, it's because someone you know does need something. Uh, so it's pretty good for us. Uh, there was a good picture I saw posted the other day. Um, advice for working at home when your children are at home, um, which I'll try and find a link to for the show notes. But basically, it was a someone sat at their desk, and then behind the de- behind them was uh, their child um, who had been stuck to the floor with parcel tape and, um, <laughs> yes, I have and seen that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there we are. That's, that's that's the tip for working at home with children. <laughs> so, there we are. So it's uh, it's. But the thing is, we're going to get used to this because I don't know about in um, in the US, but I think we're. I would be surprised if we're back to working as normal in less than three months. And in fact, I would think uh, you know six months is more likely. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're still doing this at the end of the year. So um, by then, we'll be experts. Yeah, and it'll be so... interesting to see how many how many companies at that point start saying well, why are we spending an MFT on offices um, and everything when, um, when this seems to work quite well for the cost of, um, you know, some video chat and um, Slack channels? Um, so it'll be interesting to see how many companies go more remote at the end of this because they've just, you know, um, at some point people are going to start recruiting again because something's happening and they'll be recruiting remote. And so be interesting to see how, that, how it changes the work life of people.
1: Well, Scotty, can I add an uplifting uh, end cap to my, my complaints?
0: Uplift away, uplift away.
1: All right. Well, two things, actually. One is minor. One is today I'm actually wearing pants, meaning like actual (laughs) jeans. Um, And in honor of, of, and I'm going to jump on on our own uh, stand up, and I'm going to make sure that I stand up so people can see that I'm wearing pants and not sweatpants, because that's, I've just been living in sweatpants for the last um, 10 days. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. Um, Yesterday, there was a release of a new title called Crip Camp. Um, which is a is the second uh, production from Michelle and, and Barack Obama's production company. Um, first, having been uh, uh, American Factory, which talks about a Chinese company that comes and sets up shop in America, and the kind of back and forth cultural and business um, clash and success and 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 and. and um, how that worked out. This one is the story of a a camp in upstate New York that was for, for children with various disabilities. And it was the first of its kind. It was set up by these hippies post-Woodstock that said teenagers need to be teenagers. And that doesn't matter if they're in a wheelchair or if they have, you know, some physical impairments or speech impairments or whatever, they're teenagers or teenagers. And it, it, I'm only about halfway through it. It is a lovely film um, that's worth watching. I'll post it in the show notes. But one of the reasons that we're excited about it is that this is the this is a title, which, because of its nature, caused us to do some things that we hadn't done before. One, this is the first uh, trailer that has audio description, which we hadn't done in the past. And um, it has audio description in lots of different languages. You know, usually you, you do audio description in the source language, maybe one or two other ones. This one, we went to do audio description in a bunch of languages. Um, and... Uh, my colleague Stefan, I'm so proud of him, uh, went and and got a braille track, um, which is available for download on the website, so that even if you're you're blind and deaf, you can follow along in, with a braille reader. Um, so it's because of it, its its topic, we wanted to make sure the accessibility of the platform matched the care and love with which. And, you know, the audio description and and descriptive subtitling was made, um, and it is a beautiful, uplifting film. So uh, it is something good in the world that I think is worth watching.
0: That sounds like it definitely is, and I will, I will, uh, I will have to watch it myself. Yep. Well, we better let you go off to stand up and put your pants on. Um. So, uh, John, if people, it's a slightly short episode this week, but don't worry, folks. We're not going to show you that much mercy next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll be back to the the full length torture session. Uh, so, John, <laughs> torture if people, <laughs> if people wish to, uh, wish to. Um, uh, tell you how much they enjoyed the show being 10 minutes shorter than normal where should they do
1: that they should they should use their extra 10 minutes that we've given back to them to send me love letters on twitter where you'll find me as Jembe. that's dj embe like the west african drum and if they want to take some of their extra 10 minute budget and encroach on the time that would be sent praising me and but felt that they needed out of pity to, to send some praise and love your way how might they do that
0: they should do that on Twitter as well, where you can get hold of me as MacDevNet. And, of course, they can speak to both of us using that old-fashioned uh, technology email by sending an email to feedback at iDeveloper.co. Well, John, uh hope your uh, meeting goes well this morning. I've already done my stand-up for the day with my client, which is quite interesting. We, um, It's normally a bunch of people in a room and then four or five of us on uh, on video chat, but uh, now there's obviously about 20, 20 of us on video chat, so it's... Uh, Um, uh, an interesting thing but it it seems to be working I hope yours works as well thanks everyone for listening and um, until next time enjoy your extra 10 minutes so there we are it's almost like daylight saving all over again (laughs) but until next time thanks for listening and you take care